Well, hi, it's Donna for my friends at Spire Credit Union. They've got locations all over the place now. I love this. They've got 22 locations, I believe. And you've probably seen a branch in your own neighborhood. Maybe you've seen a billboard telling you that there is a Spire nearby. Um, They've got lots of ATMs all over the place. I happen to be a member of Spire. I have a share savings account. But you know what? They also offer all sorts of uh, savings, like money market savings. They've got free checking. They've got all the convenience services, which are free. And I'm talking about things like digital banking, mobile app, mobile wallet, remote deposit, mobile banking, and more. And when it comes to loans, they've got really low rates. Uh, If you're talking auto loans, new or used vehicles, Spire will get the loan done fast and they get you more car for your money. You can apply today at my Spire.com. Spire is insured by NCUA, and they are an equal housing opportunity lender. Hour three, Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. I'm going through some paperwork stories, and I come across this quote what? from Steve on. Oh, is this like an inspirational quote that I said? Not exactly. This was just a few days ago on the 28th. Wait, you've still, you're still updated? Yeah. I need to know when these are getting updated. Oh, I'm always writing down things you say. Okay. This is what you said to me. You're like a toothless... <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> okay, let me try it again. You're like a toothless hillbilly who's like, his teeth are too straight. <laughs> <laughs> now, there was context for that. No, there wasn't. Yes, there was. Lies. I I had already been shamed by her on <laughs> doing Invisalign to straighten out a few teeth. And she was like, people always look weird after Invisalign. Oh, yeah. Their she- teeth are just all straight and stuff. It's like, what are you talking You're about? You're like a toothless hillbilly who's like, his teeth are too straight. <laughs> That's so mean. That made a point. By the way, I think, let's go quickly. Um, I think that that's the right joke for them to make. Okay. I haven't seen the Barbie movie. But so Margot Robbie having this breakdown as Barbie of I don't I'm not pretty enough and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then so then Helen Mirren kind of breaks the fourth wall, says no to the Barbie filmmakers. If you want someone to make this point, you shouldn't have cast Margot Robbie. Essentially, yes. And having not understood the full context of the message that Barbie's putting forth, um, I think Helen Mirren, if I may advocate for her, gives voice to everybody in that theater. Everybody on a lie detector test is probably thinking that thing while she's saying it, which is like, this would be easier to believe if you didn't have someone who was so stunningly gorgeous in this role. So I think they're just helping to just say, like, continue to suspend your disbelief. We know she's great in this character. She's great in this role. We know that this line, we don't want it to be a hiccup. So we're just going to deflate the balloon really quick. We get it. To me, it didn't work. Okay. It just, if you're trying to, you're trying to make a pro woman, like we are more than just our appearance kind of message. That's not the right thing to say. And, and there had been no narration for a very, very long time from like the beginning of the movie. And this is towards the end of the movie. And all of a sudden this voice comes out of nowhere it was just weird. It was weird. It was unnecessary. Okay. Because we were already thinking that. You right? were already thinking, but like, oh, 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 like, come on, honey, you're gorgeous. Yes. Even though you feel 
that way. But I think that leaving it without talking about it, maybe they're thinking that runs the risk of people just like checking out because then you're lost in that thought of like, for real, Margot Robbie's crying about not being pretty enough. No, Barbie was. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> See, I haven't seen it yet. So she plays Barbie. Huh? Yeah, I don't know. It right. was good try. Good uh, try. A few emails that we got quickly. Uh, seeing Brian, as I talked about, hiding from a coworker yesterday in public by using a big sun hat to cover my face. Feels sad when you say that all out loud. Steve, maybe he saw you first and did the same thing and then pretended to talk to the person that he was with so he didn't have to talk with you. That's a very, that's a possible thing. I don't think Brian did that. But that's one of the best ways you can do it is just turning and suddenly talking to the person that you haven't said anything to in two minutes. These sidewalks. Is this normal color of cement? You know, anything to get out of it. (laughs) Is this normal color? (laughs) (laughs) Here's another one. Steve, thank you, Martha. Steve, I hide from people. Uh, I hide from people I run into all the time, even those I really like. You nailed it as to why it just adds more time to do all that small talk stuff. You are not alone with that behavior. No, you're not. It's very relatable. It it was just strange because it's someone that we see every day, every day. It's not like someone from years gone by, or someone from your dentist office. Or your hair stylist. Yeah. It's just... I'm trying to think. I feel like I would say hi to you in a grocery store. You would have to. I'd be like, I can see you! (laughs) As I have like a bunch of (laughs) cold cuts in front of my face. I'm hiding behind just salami rolls. (laughs) I can see you like dressing up as a tree and then just like doop, 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 little to the right. (laughs) Doop, 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 doop. To the left. Uh, yeah. It's oh uncomfortable. Seeing people not on your terms is uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. It is. You're right. Hey, uh, Mike. Yeah. Did you see a movie? I did. Oh, I'm you jealous, man. you got to tell us about this. Last night, went to uh, the all-new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and it's called Mutant Mayhem. All right. I, I got to look into this. So the look of this movie that I... I'm really intrigued by. I loved Ninja Turtles growing up. Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. I loved that show. Loved the original movies. The the first two of the three where they were like animatronic. Yep. Then Michael Bay, I believe, came out with a few where mm-hmm. they were like CGI turtles. And I kind of jived with those. Those were fine. This one goes back to animation, but almost reminds me of like the new Spider-Man animated movies, that style. And oh, I yeah. saw a brief little, um, a brief commercial where it seemed very self-aware and that intrigued me how did it play i absolutely loved it you this did? this is now this is our this is our barbie steve and i this is yes. our barbie yeah, I, had right. no, I had no nostalgia connection to barbie when i went to it i still loved the movie but i hadn't that didn't have that connection this movie i certainly did played with the toys constantly yes. and i loved it like you said and it is a different it's uh, similar to like into the uh, Spider Verse because they use lots of different animation, but this is definitely when you're watching it something that you have never seen before, oh, which is wow. hard to say in Hollywood that you're watching something I feel like I've never seen before. And to your point, very self aware. It's even though they're mutant turtles living in the sewer, kind of joining the, the real world, they uh, 
a lot of the references, I mean, Beyonce gets brought up, how one of them loves Beyonce music, and how it's all the same pop culture notes and beats that we have. It's just done through the eyes of these turtles who've been living, you know, as mutants in the sewer for a long time and how they want to interact with humans. How so. would you compare it to the latest uh, Spider-Man animated movie? Because that got really rave reviews, and a lot of people love just the story Within it, yeah. um, if you put those two up against one another, how does the new Ninja Turtles movie fare? Neck and neck, really. I love it, and this is a great reintroduction because this is a reboot. What's going to happen? This movie's coming out. Then I believe Paramount Plus is going to have a couple of seasons of a of a series that Sweet. is then going to bridge the gap to a second movie in this oh, same wow. arc. And this is uh, Seth MacFarlane, or excuse me, not Seth MacFarlane, uh, Seth Rogen and uh, Evan Goldberg, his uh, writing partner. They wrote this movie, and he even does this little intro at the beginning. Says thanks for being there. He plays. One of the characters, uh, he, of course, uh, is the screenwriter, but also voices um, Bebop and... Uh, oh, Bebop and Yeah, you got Steady, Bebop in yeah. there. Uh, Rocksteady is John Cena. I mean, Jackie Chan plays uh, Master Splinter. Ice Cube is the main villain. This list of names. Oh, and then cool. the, the four turtles are all played by kind of relatively unknown teenage actors. And they all do such a great job oh, of cool. embodying what each one of those turtles are supposed to be. Yeah, because Donna, these turtles, I don't know if you know, but they all had very distinct personalities. Yep. Let me see me. if I can name them. <laughs> uh, Michelangelo. Yes. The best. Yeah, for sure. Raf- He's a party dude. Raphael. Yes. He's cool but rude. Leonardo. Loves machines? No, is that nope. Donatello? That's Donatello. Donatello loves yeah, machines. Oh, and Donatello. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, what do they okay. say about Leonardo? I wouldn't have song. gotten that. One. So Leo is very much like the he's the oldest one. He's kind of the reluctant leader. Then you've got Raphael, who's the big brute, the big kind of meathead one of the bunch. Donatello is the you know kind of nerdy. He's the one who's always driving the vehicle type things. And then Michelangelo is just eating pizza, having a good time, cowabunga dude. So and they all <laughs> embodied their did exactly what they were supposed to do. This is a perfect setup for what's going to be a really really fun series. I think. Oh. Okay. Cool. Yeah, awesome. Right. Glad to hear that. By the way, Great. 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, wow. 94 audience score, so I'm Ooh. not alone. Right. Oh, my. Oh, I'm pumped. I'm going to take the uh, the kids. A little violent, oh, yeah. I will say that, but it's in an animated way. But, uh, yeah, it's yeah. great. That's right. great. Awesome. Thank you, cool. Mike. Yeah, no problem. Uh, when we come back, we got a couple of studies. Do you dance every day? I'll tell you the percentage of people mm. that say they dance every single day. And a study about, can people take jokes anymore? We'll get into that. When we come back, it's on and Steve on my talk. We are back. Donna and Steve. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. And occasionally we get a little studious. Studies have shown that studies have shown that the microbial. Several long term studies have shown. They've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown. And here with their findings are study buddies. The perfect nerd couple. Donna and Steve. Hey, Hey, everybody. Everybody say hey. That's a good one. Uh. <clears throat> Do people take jokes anymore? It's kind of a, it's kind of a tough, tough, tough thing. <laughs> what a tough system. It's tough to know. Yeah. You know? People, people feel ways about things now. It's, people have said that this generation is very easily offendable. I don't give a damn about my generation. <laughs> did you struggle coming up with the word generation there? I sure did. Because the word is reputation. 
Is that right? Yes. Don't give a damn about my reputation. I guess. What are you, are you getting a bonus every time you curse on the show? The smart and far though, love. <laughs> we're in a mood we're not gonna lie we're in a mood can people take jokes anymore there was a poll that is looking into that somebody pulled 6,000 Americans as Donna was clearly thinking right now who's got this time Donna right now is thinking oh she reads every time that I read somebody pulled 6,000 Americans here's how Donna hears it in her head I promise you somebody pulled 6,000 unemployed Americans <laughs> Uh, no, you know what I'm Somebody picturing? pulled 6,000 hard up for cash Americans. Yeah, the ones who, like, you know, you see the person in the mall with the clipboard, and they're like, excuse me, do you have a minute? And you're like, oh, hell no. Let me tell you, when I was a kid at the Monroeville Mall, I once got to go do one of those focus groups. I felt like I'd hit the lottery. I felt like I was being welcomed into, like, they saw something in me and thought we would trust this guy. And then I went back, and they wanted to show us some things. And then we gave, like, I, I thought it was great as a kid. Yeah, I got a dollar in the mail the other day. I ripped it right out of there, threw the envelope away, and put it in my wallet. I don't even know what it was for. <laughs> what? The? I think it was for a survey. <laughs> Does that mean you did a survey? No, they they, they gave you a dollar to entice you to do oh. a survey. <laughs> I was like, survey. Oh, I kept the dollar. Oh gosh! It was like a physical dollar. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> anyway, okay, on right. with your story. Back to this. Nobody cares. All right, wait about the story. No, no I'm kidding. Somebody polled 6,000 Americans asking if people can take a joke these days. It was a. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factors Delicious, ready to eat meals. You know, I love good food, and that is what I love about Factor. It's fresh, never frozen meals that are chef crafted, dietitian approved, and get this all ready to go in just two minutes. Never get sick of the same thing with Factor as you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week. That includes Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and if you're watching the carbs like me, a great keto option as well. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash DS50 and use code DS50 to get 50% off. That's code DS50 at factormeals.com slash DS50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Little bit mix. 35% said we can't take a joke anymore. We just... <laughs> screw it. I'm done with this story. Okay. No, it's dumb. I'm just moving on. Fine. Let's talk about dancing. Okay. The last poll, probably, it's like everybody's probably a little bit too easily offended about 
some things so everybody just chill out a little bit. Okay. Chill out, everybody. <laughs> I'll try to jump in now. <laughs> uh, oh, cra- okay. The percentage of people who dance every single day is what? Um, percentage of people that dance at some point, it could be at a party, could mm. be in their bedroom, in the bathroom, in mm. the car. Okay. Percentage of people that dance every day. I'm going to say it is of 45%. 20, only 22% of people dance every day. And I think just to dance, it would just be like, just hit a quick move, you know? Yeah. In the, in the kitchen. Just, you know, loosen up, loosen your body, be silly. 82% of people who do dance say, like, it's a form of release. Makes them feel happier. Can turn a bad day into a good one. You know, it would be funny. Huh. If heading into a negotiation. Yes. You just danced. Both both parties had to dance facing each other. Because <laughs> I think that would, hear me out. I think that would mess with the power dynamic so much. That it would kind of level the playing field because yeah. everybody would be so shook by what they've seen. Yeah. Like five minutes of just uninterrupted dancing at each other, one on one. And then you have a dance off to see who's, you know, Who going to get the what they want. Yeah. Oh. Like who's going to get what they, like, I want a $30,000 raise. We have to dance off and whoever wins oh my gosh, gets would, their way. I would dance the freaking crap out of that moment. You know, I was dancing pretty hard in the car the other day. What does that mean? I was listening to music. And you were banging your head? or were No, you... you know, listen, humble brag, but I have a car that uh, will steer for me for a little while, for up to like 45 seconds at a time, whatever. And a song freaking smacked. And I was like, I'm going to dance to this right now. And so I started dancing. There were a couple, of course, I'm white, so there were a couple claps in between to just sort of reset yeah, the rhythm. You get do the white man overbite thing? I don't think I do the overbite thing, but I'm pretty sure I look pretty white <laughs> still when I do it. Yeah, I'm sure but, of that. Man, it was really fun. I like dancing. I kind of like dancing too, I noticed that about myself. Because I'm not a dancer. If someone says, hey, do you want to dance? I'd be like, no, but you can buy me a drink. But I find myself dancing in moments when I a song moves me. And grooves me. So I get down and I get back up again. Thanks. I feel like you just tried to put that on like that was some kind of vulnerable thing that you just shared with us. Kind of was. Fine. Let's dance now. Okay. All right. And Everybody snap. bouncing in your chairs. All right. Yeah. What are, oh, we're going to play. Are we playing our game? one of our favorite games it's coming up so next good. it's wednesday 11 30 that's when we play whose voice is it anyway we'll hear celebrity voices out of context we'll be given a generic clue about them who can guess that voice in the least amount of seconds that's next hey it's rocco for mnfatloss.com uh, it happened again i regret not wearing a belt because my pants are falling down today these are the kind of things uh, you might need to get used to if you sign up for the weight loss plan at mnfatloss.com, you might need to wear a belt because those pants aren't going to fit anymore. I talked to you a bunch about how my uh, 
hipster summer shirts are fitting better. My pants uh, need a belt these days because I lost about 25, 30 pounds in just about two months with help from the doctor and his team at mnfatloss.com. And I did it eating foods I like. Uh, steak, chicken, pork tenderloin, um, spaghetti sauce with hamburger in it, and fruits and vegetables. I didn't count calories or exercise or anything, and I lost about a pound of fat a day. You could do the same. Results may vary. But here's what you're going to want to do. Go to mnfatloss.com. To the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 1071, where talk is fun. Stop it! Hey, we found Donna's <laughs> Reader's Digest. She brought a few in yesterday. We had set some uh, alarms. Sorry, one of you reached out and said I accidentally set an alarm for your S I R I about an alarm going off at like 8:13 last night because huh. we were ta- we were test driving it on the radio. Sure. Um, but anyway, uh, Donna brought some in. And uh, we'll go through a little bit of that. And it'll just be the Reader's Digest will now be our safety net. When we run low on content, we'll crack her open and see what we got. That we'll do tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yes. Mike, Steve found one of my quizzes that I took. I wish I I would. You took it in there and you actually wrote it in there? So vulnerable. I said, I feel like I'm looking at an x ray of your whole body. (laughs) This feels so personal to me because here's Donna. It's a diary. Presumably on the crapper, then no. she's taking this. I'm sorry, she's taking this quiz, and the first one I see just makes me. It gave me a sadness about her life. These first wait, two. Wait, what year is that? Look on the. Look on the. Nope. Turn it. Uh, nope. Oh my god. Uh, where do I? Where do I see? On this. Okay. Can, <laughs> oh, uh, this is 1992. Okay, got it. Yeah, 1992. All right. Um, here are the two questions that Donna answered. All right. Two quick ones. <laughs> what does your favorite cold cereal look like? Don, it was multiple choice, and Donna circled flakes, puffs, or O's, which just really sounds sad <laughs> in quiz form. <laughs> then the next one. All right. What color is your bread? And there's Donna doing her thing, and then she thinks about it. She did not circle white. She said her <laughs> her bread color is Brown or beige? And I thought, you know what? I don't feel good reading this anymore. Let's play a game. Time to play. Ooh. Voice. Is it? Anyway. Anyway. Your host. Zamboni. Well, the last two segments were an indication this is going to be a very fun game today. We are playing Whose Voice Is It Anyway? Donna, of course, uh, crushes in this game. She has the 11 to 7 lead overall. She does dominate this game. And, uh,. Yeah, let's just say uh, the the giggly mood is good because today's <laughs> overall theme for whose voice is it anyway is iconic comedic roles. Okay, so these are back to celebrity voices. All four of them have played some sort of iconic comedic role, probably multiple ones. But uh, I'll give you a little clue, okay. and you uh, you know how the game works. I love yes. this game. Yes, so we're so gonna funny. go ahead and get things started. I gotta flip the coin first. Flipping the coin, somebody call it. Tails. It is tails. <laughs> 90% of the time. 90% of the time it has been tails. All righty. So what I'm going to do, again, iconic comedic roles. That is your overall theme for the game. First, uh, Donna, you can start the bidding here. Your clue for this first voice is assertive friend. 
Again, I kind of comedic roles the overall theme, but assertive friend is the theme for, or is the uh, little clue for this first voice. Assertive. Assertive friend, yes. Assertive friend, okay. I can name that voice in seven seconds. That's what I was going to say. Assertive friend. I can name that voice in six seconds. I can name that voice in five seconds. Name that voice, Donna. All right, Donna, you have an opportunity to name the voice of this celebrity. Again, iconic comedic roles, the overall theme. Today's first voice, the clue, assertive friend. Are you ready? I have a question. Yeah. Are we looking at the character? No, just the celebrity. Got it. I'm just saying that they all have at least one. Or Yeah, that's kind of the overall theme. But yes, the, uh, the celebrity is who we are looking for. And... Again, you have, uh, it was five seconds, correct? I believe yes. Yes, yes. Okay. You've got five seconds. Donna, name this voice. Because he didn't want this business. This was not the bit that he just, it was making his life a horror. That, oh gosh, that to me, this is not my final answer. I'm just talking it out. That sounds like Bethany Frankel to me or somebody but she's not an actress, so it's not her. It happens to be... I, I know this one. I'm ready to no! steal. No! No! No. Uh, that I am not an assertive... <laughs> assertive friend. Assertive friend. Need an answer here. Thank you, Mike. Courtney Cox. Is it? It did Courtney. sound like Courtney Cox. It is not. Now, hold on quick before you steal, uh-huh. uh, Steve. Let's uh, first off, and again, there is no stealing because Donna got it wrong. Right. The point will go to Steve this time. That is the name yep. that tune rules. Let's hear it one more time for the My Talker, and then, Steve, you can give your uh, thoughts here. Because he didn't want this business. This was mm. not the bit. He just, it was making his life a and now I think Donna instantly knew it. But Steve, do you think you know it? No. That is the triple named Julia Louis Dreyfus. Oh, Absolutely good is. Good job. Good job. First voice, first point going to Steve again. He didn't need to answer that to get that point. Right. The way this works is if you can't get it in the amount that you said you were going to get it in, the bid that you won, then you lose the point to your opponent. So with that, uh, regardless of that answer, Steve does have the 1-0 lead. We move on. Okay. To voice number two. Steve has the lead. Again, if he gets this one right, he'll take a big 2-0 lead, and then it'll have to be what we saw last week, which is Donna coming back with the The one-second bonus. Who was it? I don't even remember. It was Flo. Oh, yes, that's right. And you guys had just mentioned Flo about five seconds before we played the clip, and it still took a while to get to Flo, but we got there, and you ended up winning in overtime at that point. So, again, we'll see. We might just go straight to that tiebreaker if you can get this one right, Donna. Otherwise, Steve again takes that lead. Your clue here for this second voice. Determined father. So, again, Mm. iconic comedic roles, the overall theme. Determined father is your clue for voice number two. Steve, you start the bidding. I can name that voice in six seconds. I can name that voice in five seconds. I should have started with five. I think I could have stayed at five. I can name that voice in four seconds. Name that voice! All righty. It always comes down, whether it's going to be five or four. It's going to be four this time. Yeah. It, makes, it makes sense, but uh, uh, Steve's going to have an opportunity to control his own fate. If he gets okay. this one right, he'll take that 2-0 lead. If he gets it wrong, it'll all be tied up. Here we go, Steve. 
Again, the overall iconic comedic roles. Determined father, your uh, clue here for this second voice. Are you ready? I'm ready. You got four seconds. Name this voice. I, In fact, I was uh, basically a class clown with, of course, if... Ooh, boy, that didn't ring a single bell in my mind. Oh, oh crap. In my head, I thought it was going to be Tim Taylor. Tim, mm, mm. Tim the Toolman Taylor. He's determined, trying to make things work sure. on the show. Um, oh, gosh. I'll say um, the dad from Happy Days as an incomplete final answer. I would need the celebrity name, but uh, it doesn't matter. That's not right. Yeah. Hold on a second, Donna. Let me hear it. Let me just play it one okay. more time for the My Talkers who are playing at home. I, in fact, I was uh, basically a class clown with, of course, the authority of a bird. All right, Donna, you feel like you knew it right away. I thought it was Brian Cranston. Uh, it is not Brian Cranston. I honestly was concerned this one would be too easy, but again, really? that's the beauty of this game. Yeah. Uh, let's play it one more time. <laughs> I, in fact, I was uh, basically a class clown with, of course, the authority of a very tall, good-looking fellow. Now, when I actually tell you who this is, you're going to be like, wait, what? Because uh, you're going to be... I think mind-blowing on how you recognize the voice once you know the name. This is Clark Griswold, a.k.a. Chevy, Chevy Chase. Chase Again, when you hear his voice, knowing it's Chevy Chase. I, In fact, I was uh, basically a class yeah. clown with, of course, the authority of a very... That's what's so fascinating about this game. You don't hear him very often, though. You don't hear <laughs> yeah. him very often. Yeah, okay, Jeez, good job. A determined Chase. father yes. and vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's huge. That means we are all tied up. One point apiece. Man, all right. We go to our Woo! third voice to decide it all. Oh, boy! And again, comedic, uh, iconic comedic roles and your clue for this final voice to decide it all. And again, uh... Donna will get to start the bidding. Eccentric mama. Eccentric mama. Eccentric mama. Oh, boy. Uh, I... Eccentric. Oh, yeah. Okay, I can name that voice in eight seconds. I can name it in six. I can name it in five. Decisions, decisions. This is for the game. This is for everything. Eccentric mamas. Just joining us, whose voice is it anyway? Donna has the overall 11-7 to 7 lead right now. It's a 1-1 game. They're determining the bid here on the final voice. You said five seconds, Donna? think so. Yep. <laughs> Name that voice. <laughs> Donna. I have someone in mind. You have five seconds. Again, iconic comedic roles oh, is the overall it. clue. Eccentric mama is the clue for this final or little hint for this final voice. You're going to have five seconds. It's all going to come down to this. If you get it right, you win. If you get it wrong, Steve will take the victory. Are you ready? Yes. You've got five seconds to name this voice. Block it out. Tune it out as much as you can. I'm lucky I didn't think that way, and I also... She's shaking her head. I, I can't remember her name, but I, I think it's Moira from Sheets Creek, and her name is... Oh, gosh. I think I think it's Moira. What is her name from Home Alone? What is her name? What is the box? Donna, don't start quoting other okay, movies. All right. It's um, going to confuse you. Her name is... Um, you know, groundlings. Um, it's so-and-so. It's... 
man. God, I, I'm not going to get it. I don't know how much time I have. I could sit here all day and do this, though. Moira. Deal. <sighs> Mike, uh, he has to formally call the clock on this you. Hurts. At whenever it's time. This hurts. Yeah. <laughs> The worst part is I literally told Steve before, like, you would have to come up with the actor's name. Yep. And you, I, oh. And, and that actress's I, name yeah. would have been technically kind of another three-part name-ish. Yep. Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. And you know, it's funny, while we were playing the yeah. game, I was like, let him take it, let him take it until you could think of her name because I... Oh, yeah. man. Oh, that's Who was the one you had in your head? Because I do that sometimes, too, with her. this where... Oh, it was her. I, I, oh, I, wow. I had a feeling that it was going to be worse. Moira, but wow. I was like, oh, God, just come up with her name. Come up with her name. And oh. again, I, I, if I didn't say earlier in the game, you have to name the celebrity to Steve, then I think it could have yeah. been a little more questionable. But, oh, boy, Steve. Steve, uh, you got it. Oh, Fair boy, skin in my teeth uh, there. 11 to 8. Quickly here, let's just hear the one-second voice uh, that would have been if it came down to it. Pitched all these other ideas. Oh, that is Steve Carell. That is a heavily flawed leader. Steve Carell yes. and Michael Scott. Yes, nicely done. Oh, wow. a flawed leader. I like your clues. Oh, They're thank good. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very so. good. All right, congratulations, Steve. Thank you, Donna. That's amazing. Oh, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Yes. Great game. Uh, when we come back, OMG, wait till you hear who is putting her guest house on Airbnb. I want to go to there. We'll talk about that and more coming up next on my talk. Simple, transparent, affordable. That's what they like to say over at Crescent Tide Cremation Services. Uh, and when I say they, I'm talking about Lisa and Verlin. It is a small family-owned business right here in St. Paul, kind of near 280 in University. It's not a funeral home. Uh, in fact, that's not what they do there. They do one thing. They do simple cremations. They used to be in the full-service funeral business, Lisa and Verlin. And one day they said, you know what? It just seems like so many people these days... They just want a simple cremation for their loved ones, and then they can go have a celebration of life that fits that loved one. And that doesn't necessarily include, you know, a visitation at an old school funeral home. Uh, Crescent Tide does offer small visitations, and that's where the transparent part comes in. They will talk you through it. They'll talk you through uh, little upgrades you can make along the way, but they're not going to try to trick you in anything. They are good people at Crescent Tide. Check them out today. CrescentTide.com. My talk key. Word cremation. Final stretch of the Donna and Steve show on my talk 1071 everything entertainment. I thought this was very interesting. There is a celebrity who is putting her home on Airbnb and you can even have dinner with her and her husband. Talking about Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, she's got a guest home in Montecito. I don't know where that is in relation to L.A. I think it's north near the coast-ish. Okay. I don't know. If you rent the place out, like I said, you get to have dinner with her and Brad Falchuk in the wine room. You get to pick out your own bottle of wine. I'm thinking this is going to be pricey. Um, The experience also includes a spa day, guided transcendental meditation, and quote, valuable techniques and an abundance of goop products to continue your journey toward emotional health long after your stay. It's in the Santa Barbara area. Okay. All right. Would you like to hear Gwyneth giving a tour of her home? Sure. All right. 
You see it? Hi, I'm Gwyneth Paltrow. Welcome to my Montecito home. Behind me is my beautiful little guest house, which I'm about little. to list on Airbnb. Okay. So we're going through the front door here. Welcome. This is our guest house. Beautiful. Wood burning fireplace, lovely little bar, the bedroom with nice high ceilings. And here we've got a nice soaking tub. Some of my favorite goop products. It's Your very skin pretty. Your going to be better when you leave yeah, than when you came. This is nestled right in nature, so you can come and have a zen moment with lots of light and fresh air. Wait for the pool. Another amazing thing we can do when you come and stay is we could have a little chef's dinner together in our wine room. And you can select whatever bottle of wine you like, and we can have a fantastic, cozy dinner with your guest and my husband. This is a really nice place to I come mean, and relax. This is the guest? The Chaise long in the sun. Well, nice she's gym. rich. Okay, so do you think this you is know a good what? place I think to you're on to <laughs> I think this is. I've seen a lot of homes, and I think this is one of the best. I think you homes might be I've right. Yeah, for sure. I oh, mean, what a pool. Nice. I like that she calls it a little guest house. It, a, it a has celebrity its own wouldn't pool. be a celebrity without sounding just a little bit out of touch. Well, she's a lot out of touch, but. I, w- I want to know how much it's going to be, but it doesn't go up until the fifteenth of this month. Mm. So you won't even see it on Airbnb, but follow Gwyneth on Insta. So what's going to happen? Though? What if she gets like a total crazy Weirdo? person? Yeah. That's the chance you take when you rent out your home. You're right about that, Queen. Thank you. Huh. Anyway, um, I could be rich right now. I better check my ticket. Oh, you still think you might have won the Well, lottery? I might have won a little bit. Did I, like a million or something? Yeah, maybe. Do I get any of a million? You make a million? Do I get any of that million? No, 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 oh no, no. <laughs> no, million does not go very far. Well, speaking of sounding out of touch, uh, Mega Millions <laughs> jackpot rises to one. Rise up lights. Rise up lights. Rises to one and a quarter billion after no player won the drawing on Tuesday. Damn it. It's going to be at 1.25. The winning numbers <sighs> in Tuesday night's Drawing. Oh. Eight. Yep. Twenty-four. Wait. Thirty. Eight. Twenty-four. Thirty. Forty-five. Forty-five. Sixty-one. Sixty-one. And your mega ball was twelve. Got it. Thank you. The estimated jackpot for the next drawing, which is happening on Friday night. One point two five billion. That would be the fourth largest prize in Mega Millions history. Mm. Uh, Friday's anticipated drawing is going to be the thirty first since the jackpot was last won in New York on April eighteenth. Great. Uh, although one ticket sold in Texas won four million dollars last night. Why? Well, they matched the first five numbers and they <gasps> activated the Mega Plier. Mega Plier. What does that mean? That's an option available in most states with an extra $1 purchase and it will multiply your winnings. Six other tickets won $1 million each by matching the first five numbers without the Mega Plier. How much does that cost extra? Did you just say that? Two were sold in California. Buck. One buck. Two were sold in California. The others were sold in Massachusetts, New York, North Carolina, and Wisconsin. Say the last three again. Wisconsin. I said, and Wisconsin. Was there Minnesota in there? There was not. Damn it. 
You seem like the person who would check the slots for coins. <laughs> I'm going to head out to my room, guys. I'm just going to turn in early. Two hours later. See him swiping all sorts of... Hmm. Anyway, um, you know, maybe... Don't write that down, Donna. Mm-hmm. That was said in the moment. Mm-hmm. Who would check the what for coins? The slot? Yes. Mm-hmm. The empty slots for coins. Um, why don't we call Brian and find out what this oh, is? Oh, fine. Hold on, everybody. Here we go. Come down for moose soup after. It's always a surprise. Oh, no, it's mac and cheese. It's always a surprise. Oh, no, we can't With be. your head. Hey, Brian, what's up? It's Steve and Donna. Hey, man. Hey, man. Nice to see you guys again. I hear you. Yeah. No, you can't see Steve. No. He's hiding behind Yeah. This is the dumbest thing ever. Anyway. Anyway, you got a soup today? Yeah, what's our soup? It's Wednesday. Oh, son of a biatch. All right. Uh, sorry, well, that was a bad attitude. Hey, yeah, what is pretty good stuff? So. <laughs> sorry, yeah. uh, it's the garbage chili that you guys ship in. Whatever. Um, what is the entree today? I have a French dip or an Irish dip. So one's got beef and one's got corned beef. Cute. Oh, that's like that. fun. Yeah. Okay. Right. Thanks for representing my people. Yeah, me too. Oh, oh nice. Oh. What's your last name? Naughton, but it was a McNaughton, so oh. technically I'm a soup taker. Yeah. Oh. That's a whole story there. Yeah, we won't get What'd you say, a what taker? A soup taker, because the, the British made us drop the mix to get fed when we were starving to death. And oh now God. you're a soup maker. Look at now us. I'm a soup maker. We. I should bring the Mick back. Yeah, bring back Mick. Bring back Mick. <laughs> McNaughton. And it could be called, you know, Mick, McNaughton's Cafe. Oh, look at here. Bye. Oh, gosh. Bye, Brian. Oh, you bye. Thank crackers? you. All right, leave him alone. All right, bye. Did he say his people were suit or soup? Soup. And now we're calling him about soup? That. What is dawning on you dawned on the rest of us 30 seconds back. I know. I heard you say it. Okay. I heard you say it, but I'm reiterating it. Uh, that is cray-cray. Soup takers. Hang on. Soup takers. Uh, people who converted for food were known as supers, jumpers. Wait, converted for food? I'm reading a different story. I'm sorry. I just quickly pulled up. It was from superism from Wikipedia. Okay. I have no idea what's happening there. All right. Good talking to you. Perception of it had a lasting effect on the popular memory of the famine. Uh, All right. Well, we ended with famine. That was unanticipated. We will (laughs) return tomorrow with uh, fun stories. Thanks for hanging out with us. The Adventures of Bradley and Don next. Bye now.